Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 9th, 2023. It's Columbus Day, and a lot of people are not working, but I was led to share the word of God anyway. So as I share this word on today, I pray that you open up your heart to receive. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and right now I'm dealing with the parable of the barren fig tree. In this parable, there was an intercessor that showed up, and he pleaded for the fig tree. And in this parable, that that intercessor represents Jesus. So the title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, Part 73, Jesus Intercedes for You. Say, Jesus intercedes for me. Jesus is actually standing in the gap for me, and he's doing the same thing for you. Get ready to receive the word. So we have an intercessor. His name is Jesus, and he intercedes for us. So before we get uh, into the actual parable, I want to share a scripture that we've been looking at all year. It's Psalms 126 and verse 4. This is what the Bible says from the Passion Translation. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So we've been praying and believing at our church that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So if there's any area of your life that is dried up, dissipated, not as passionate as you used to be, this is an area for you to get that fire back. Say amen to that. Say, Lord, do it again. Hallelujah. All right. So let's look at this parable that we've been looking at. It's the parable of the barren fig tree. In Luke chapter 13, beginning at verse six, going down to verse nine, Jesus said, a certain man had a fig tree and he, he decided to plant this fig tree in his vineyard. And although fig trees don't normally grow in vineyards, that's what he did. And he came seeking fruit on it, and he didn't find any. And so he said to the keeper of the vineyard, the vine dresser, look, for three years I've been coming. Year number one, I came, I didn't see any fruit. I didn't say anything. Uh, I let it go. Year two, I came, I didn't see any fruit. I didn't say anything. I let it go. But now it's year three. Come on, man, this is not right. And my patience has run out. Go ahead and cut it down. And the vine dresser said, oh, hold on. The vine dresser dresser took it upon himself to say, hold on for a minute, sir. I know that, you know, you can cut it down, but let me work on it. Let me, let me intercede. Let me dig around it. Let me fertilize it. Let me work on it. And then after that, if it produces fruit, great. And if not, then fine, go ahead and cut it down. So what does this mean for you today? I'm talking about today, the fact that Jesus is our intercessor. Put in the chat, Jesus prays for me. Jesus is an intercessor, and we got to see that, first of all, there are other intercessors as well. We thank God for the prayers of the saints, but Jesus is actually standing in the gap for me. Let's talk about it. So I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Number one, Jesus is our merciful intercessor with the Father. So he is our merciful intercessor. So in this case, do you, do you, I've already shared many, many times grace and mercy and the difference between the two, but let me just remind you, all right? So grace is when God gives you the good that you do not deserve, right? So grace is when God showers upon you good 
that you are not deserving of. So you didn't earn it. You don't deserve it, but God blesses you anyway. That is the grace of God. Mercy is when you actually did something wrong and you deserve punishment. You earned it. Like you you have the right to be punished and God withholds his punishment. And so grace is God giving you what you don't deserve. Mercy is God withholding what you do deserve and not giving you the bad that you deserve. That is the mercy of God. In this case, Jesus is the vine dresser in this parable. And most scholars agree with that. And Jesus is a merciful intercessor. He's saying, okay, listen, I understand. Year one, you came, you didn't see anything, fine. You didn't say anything, you were not happy. Year two, you came, you didn't see anything, you didn't say anything, you were not happy. Year three, now you're saying, cut it down. Listen, you have, you're justified. You know, you're the owner, you have a right to cut this thing down. But I'm asking for mercy. Let's let's extend a little bit of mercy to this tree and let me work on it. Let me dig around it. Let me fertilize it. Jesus is interceding for us. He pleads with the owner of the vineyard and he intercedes on behalf of the barren tree. This shows the compassion of Jesus, right? Jesus wanted compassion instead of consequences. Put in the chat, compassion instead of consequences. Jesus was like, hey, listen, I understand that there are consequences, but in this case, come on, let's extend a little bit of mercy. Let's extend a little bit of compassion. Jesus desired restoration instead of retribution. Put Put that in the chat. Restoration over retribution. Jesus wanted pardon over punishment. Put that in the chat. Jesus was standing in the gap. He was saying, listen, I know, listen, I've gone to preach in jail and I'm in jail uh, and I would go right here to Manassas and go to the Prince William County Adult Detention Center. And uh, um, I, I don't have my badge and my ID anymore, but I used to just go every Friday night, show my ID, go back there. And then they would put me in a cell uh, with a bunch of inmates and I would go in the cell and they would close the door, click, 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 boom, close the door. And I'll go in there and I would do Bible study or just pray with them and minister to them and preach the gospel. And I did that every Friday night for years. And um, when I was in the army, especially. And so anyway, I would go. And while I was in there, uh, people would say, hey, man, can you pray for me, sir? Hey, pastor, my, my case is coming up. Can you pray? And every time I prayed, because every one of them would say that they were innocent, right? So, and I know that that's not, not everybody's innocent. A lot of them were there because they did something wrong. And every time I prayed, I prayed for mercy. I said, Lord, when they stand before the judge, give them mercy. Don't give them what they deserve. I'm not asking you to give them what they deserve. Jesus was standing in the gap and saying, listen, I know I'm asking you, sir, to give me some more time. I'm not saying, yeah, he deserves to be cut down. But but, but all I'm saying is don't do it. Not right now. I'm asking for pardon over punishment. I'm asking for restoration over retribution. I'm asking for compassion over consequences. Jesus is is our advocate with the Father. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25 says this from the New King James Version. Therefore, he, Jesus, is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he is always making intercession for them. That's what the Bible says. Let me read that to you from the Passion Translation. So he, Jesus, is able to fully save from now throughout eternity. Everyone who comes to God the Father through him, why? Because he lives to pray continually 
for them. Jesus is praying continually for me. Jesus is praying continually for you. Jesus intercedes for us. Jesus prays for us. Put that in the chat. Say, thank you, Lord. Jesus is praying. In this case, Jesus wanted mercy over judgment, and he was asking for another chance. And so when you when you understand that, not only do you embrace another chance, he's the God of another chance and the God of another chance and the God of another chance. And not only do you embrace another chance from God, but you actually, because you're a recipient of God's grace and mercy, you actually are, are more apt to give people more chances because God gives you more chances. Say amen to that. Number two, do not underestimate the power of intercession. Say there's power in intercession. Put in the chat, somebody's praying for me. Uh, so let me give you a couple of points here. Divine intercession can serve as a spiritual shield. When, when I pray for my children before they go to school and I command the blessing over them, I declare that angelic protection round about them. I declare that the favor of God goes before them like a shield. I'm praying for, I'm standing in the gap, and I'm believing that the grace of God, the favor of God, and the protection of God will go over them and go before them like a shield. The Bible calls Satan uh, the accuser of the brethren, right? He is the accuser of the brethren. That's Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. So he's always attempting to accuse us before the Father. But while Satan is accusing us before the Father, hey, look what he did. Hey, look what she did. He, she's supposed to be a Christian. She's supposed to be your daughter. Look what she did. He's supposed to be your son. Look what he did. While he's constantly accusing us before the Father, Jesus is standing in the gap and pleading for us on our behalf. So make no mistake, Jesus's intercession for us does serve as a spiritual shield. It goes before us and it protects us. His prayers can serve as a barrier or as a hedge of protection preventing the enemy from getting a foothold in our lives. Say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Lord, for your prayers. His intercession, it also helps us to meditate on the grace of God. His intercession helps to release a level of grace that empowers us to be the men and women that God has called us to be. And it also empowers us to overcome whatever we need to overcome on the path to our purpose. This shield of intercession not just protects us, but it fortifies us. It fortifies us so that we can withstand and overcome the enemy's attacks. Jesus prays for us. Say amen to that. Divine intercession can also help bridge the gap between someone and God. In Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, the Bible says, and, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, I was looking for somebody to take up a hedge or to stand in the gap, but I found them. In other words, he was saying, listen, I, there, was some, there was judgment that was coming to this particular area, and I was looking for somebody that would pray on their behalf, saying, no, Lord, be merciful. And unfortunately, I found none. This is why intercessors at church are so important. You have people that, that are anointed to be an intercessor. You have people that are graced to pray for the other people in the church, and they are continually praying. They're standing in the gap. They're calling out people by name. They're getting up in the middle of the night. They're praying over other people. That's why you should be a member of a local church, because when you're a member of a local church, you know that when people are praying for the church, they're praying for you. And so say this, say, somebody prayed for me. You need people praying for you. It is the intercession 
of the saints and in the intercession of Jesus that often keeps us from things that we have no idea that we were kept from. We won't even know until we get to heaven all the things that God shielded and protected us from. It is the intercession of the saints and the intercession of Jesus that helps to bridge the gap between our weaknesses and the father's expectations. In this case, the father is the owner of the vineyard. He had expectations of the tree and the tree was not living up to the expectations. He said, cut it down. And it was the intercession that said, hold on for a minute. Let me work on it. Give me some more time. It is this intercession that is helping us to develop into the men and the women that God has called us to be. And the intercession can also unlock the blessing. Say the blessing. The prayers of an intercessor can unlock the blessing, can unlock breakthroughs on behalf of someone else. We just prayed for somebody, one of our brothers that's about to have surgery, and we just stood in the gap. The prayers of the intercessors can release the blessing. The prayers of the intercessors can release the breakthroughs. The, the prayers of the intercessors can help people overcome and win spiritual battles, even when they were at the point of giving up. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a testimony of the Lord waking up one person, in the middle of the night, and God woke me up, let's say at 3.14 a.m. and told me to start praying. And I was I didn't even know who I was praying for. And I just started praying. And then somewhere, uh, someone else, either across the country or around the globe, at the same moment, needed prayer. There was an accident. There was uh, this or that going on. And then in that moment, God woke up this person. Why? Because God was looking for somebody to stand in the gap. Oh, glory to God. Listen, a prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference. God, oh, Brother Pena, God is God. Why would he have to wake you up? God could just do it without you. Well, if God can, because God is God. Who am I to tell God what he can't do? But God set up a system on the earth that is governed. He gave us the, the authority and the power to rule this planet. He put them in charge, male and female. And so God does not interfere with this planet unless a human sets their faith in agreement. And so God will wake you up in the middle of the night. And sometimes you don't even know who you're praying for, or what you're praying for, but God is looking for faith in the earth. That's the power of intercession. And thank you, Lord, that I have an intercessor with the father. Jesus, the Christ himself is always standing on my behalf, praying for me to the father, say amen to that. So this intercession can release the blessing. It can release restoration. It can release abundance. It can release protection. It can release every, listen, every area of our lives can be impacted by the fact that somebody prayed for us. Say somebody prayed for me. Thank you, Lord. My mama prayed for me. My grandmama prayed for me. I got people that are praying for me. My church is praying for me. Say amen to that. And so if you're an intercessor, if, if, if that's one of the things that, you know, God has graced you to do, you should be putting some stuff in the chat. I'm looking at the chat. All right. All right. Number three, the impact of Jesus praying for you. And then I'm probably going to talk more about this tomorrow. So there are some silent battles, say silent battles. There's some silent, there's some things that happen on your behalf that you don't even know. And you're not going to know till you get to heaven. Romans chapter eight and verse 34, new international version of the Bible says, who then is the one who condemns? No one. No, no one's going to condemn me. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and he is also interceding for us. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and he is interceding for me. Jesus is fighting battles 
in the spirit realm that are silent to me. Jesus is interceding in the spirit realm for things that I have no awareness of. There's a level of protection and provision and peace in the spirit realm that is manifested in the earthly domain for me, all because Jesus interceded for me. The vine dresser took it upon himself to say, hold on, sir. Do not cut it down yet. Hold on for a minute. Let me work on it. Hold on. He said, cut it down. He said, no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me, let me stand in the gap. See, when we get to heaven, we're going to find out all of the times where God had already said, all right, fine. Let him have it. Let her have it. And Jesus was like, oh, hold on for a minute. Let me, let me, let me work on him a little bit more. No, 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 no. Not yet, daddy. Not yet. Listen, let me, there were times where Jesus stood in the gap and we, where it is silent, it is oblivious to us. And it's not until we find, until we get to heaven that we're going to know. And let me tell you this, when I got born again, one of the greatest things that the Holy Spirit did for me when I got born again is that um, one moment I was in Kuwait and I was in prayer. And one day the Holy Spirit, almost like a movie, I could see this so vividly in the spirit. The Holy Spirit said, you know, I was 23 years old at the time. And uh, he said, you know, I've been shielding and protecting. I've been keeping you for your purpose. Your grandmother, my grandmother on my father's side, man, I didn't know how powerful of a prayer warrior she was, but she prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. Um, but the Holy Spirit began to show me. It was like, do you remember this? I was 11 years old. I had a, a 357 Magnum placed in my head. I said, yeah, I remember that. And he was like, I, I was there. I was shielding and protecting you. Do you remember this? And then I had a knife placed in my throat. Yeah, I remember that. I was there. I was shielding and protecting you. Do you remember this incident that happened at Thomas Jefferson High School? Oh my God, a lot of stuff happened at Jeff. Yeah, I remember that. I was there. I was shielding and protecting you. There was one moment where I had a knife in my hand in high school. These guys were about to jump me. I turned around. I pulled out a knife and they took off running. And it and was like, you know, 10 of them and they took off running. And I was like, man, they're scared of this little knife. And the Lord showed me later that why they were so terrified. There was angels protected me. And the Lord showed me that he, he allowed them to see the angels. And then they took off running. He was like, all of these things I've been protected. I, I had no idea when I was 23 years old, that God had been shielding and protecting me all my life, preparing me for my purpose. I'm telling you, there's some stuff that you don't even know that God has thwarted the hand of the enemy, that God has stifled the hand of the enemy on your behalf, because Jesus was praying for you or somebody else was praying for you. Say amen to that. Thank God for intercession. Thank God for the prayers of the saints. Say amen to that. This is the essence of grace. First John chapter uh, two, verse one, new international version. The Bible says, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Even when we're stubborn, even when we're doing something wrong, Jesus is standing in the gap as an advocate on our behalf. We have an advocate with the Father. The man in this text said, cut it down. And, and I, I've been coming three long years and it's not doing nothing. And the vine dresser said, hold on, let me work. The, the tree didn't ask for it. The tree didn't ask for a, an advocate. The tree didn't ask for an intercessor. And, and Jesus did it anyway. I'm talking about, I'm, there, there are moments where the prayers of the saints are shielding and protecting us and we didn't ask for it. We don't know anything about it. And honestly, we will be crippled without it. Thank God for his grace, his mercy, his love, his commitment towards us. Thank God for Jesus continually interceding 
on our behalf. Say amen to that. His prayers are, are shielding and protecting us and keeping us for our purpose. Thank God for the prayers of Jesus. Thank God for the prayers of the saints. That's enough for today. I'm going to probably talk more about this tomorrow, about intercession. But let's wrap this message up with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Put in the chat, thank you, Lord. Put in the chat, thank you, Jesus, for your prayers. All right, so I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I stand anchored in your love and in the intercession of Jesus. I declare that Jesus is my merciful intercessor. He is advocating on my behalf continually. I have peace and confidence because I know Jesus is standing in the gap for me. I also have other people who are praying for me. The prayers of the righteous go before me and protect me like a shield. The attacks of the enemy will not succeed. There are prayers that are made for me that help bridge the gap between my weaknesses and your expectations. And I'm thankful for those prayers. I declare that the intercession of Jesus unlocks your divine blessings and your breakthroughs in my life. I'm assured that Jesus's silent battles that I'm not going to know about till I get to heaven have protected me in the unseen realm. I am a recipient of your grace. Therefore, I am an extender of your grace. And living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If if you're not getting these messages and you're not getting my notes, why would you not want the notes? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I've been looking at the chat. I thank God for you. I appreciate you. Put in the chat. Thank you, Lord. Someone prayed for me. So I thank God for the prayers of the saints, and we need to stand in the gap for other people as well. So listen, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, just do it right now. It's free. Hit like and subscribe. Hurry up and do that. Do me a favor. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, 
Thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.